Apple's holding a big event tomorrow and we're expecting a new version of its budget iPhone SE. Here's why it could be a big deal. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about this is CNET's Apple expert, Ian Scher. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So before we get into the iPhone SE, can you break down what else we're expecting from tomorrow's event? Yeah, it, it's kind of a mix. You know, this is one of those events that kind of kicks off the year. And um, part of it is going to be a lot of the less exciting stuff when you think of iPhone level announcements, right? Uh, for example, last year, we got a purple iPhone, not a new iPhone, but a purple iPhone. And, you know, th that was cool, right? You know, they they played the the Willy Wonka Candyman song, and that got stuck in my <laughs> yep. head for a little while. Um, but they also announced AirTags, which are those those trackers that can kind of help you find your book bag and stuff. So they've done kind of these these second tier announcements, although I'm sure Apple doesn't like me calling it that, but that's what they basically are. So this year we're expecting a little more from the Mac, right? We're probably going to get some uh, chip upgrades. We might get more iPads, right? Especially those have been due for some chip upgrades as well. There's this constant conversation about Apple switching to its own silicon, right? The M1 chips and possibly M2. And yeah. that stuff is something that the, you know, tech nerds like myself really get excited about. But the rest of the people are like, where's my next iPhone? <laughs> and what about those long rumored AR glasses? That is a really great question. I honestly, I don't know what to expect when it comes to that. You know, the rumors have been persistent. Uh, we at CNET have, 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 have written about them. And one of the things that I think is interesting is that the pandemic really threw off a lot of Apple's plans, or at least we can air quote the pandemic caused this trouble, right? That Initially, they planned to announce them in 2020, and then the world turned upside down. And then we got to 2021, no no head, uh, no glasses. Now we're in 2022. There's rumors that they might announce it, but it wouldn't even come out till 2023. So it's all kind of over the map. It's also worth noting that in that time, other AR glass companies have really struggled, right? So there's kind of a, a, a moment for Apple to step back and be like, wait! Let's see if there's a market for this stuff. Absolutely. It does remind me is years ago when the, the rumors of the Apple TV and not the box, but a legit like a literal television that was built. I by remember. Apple, were, the, yeah. were the persistent rumors of the day or the year, and it just kept on going for a while. Um, given though how much Tim Cook has talked about AR, it seems like it is coming. We just still don't know when, right? Right. And and part of what I think is interesting is it, it, as we watch the announcements on Tuesday, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for anything that is related to this stuff, because it doesn't have to be a pair of glasses to push the ball forward. Right. Think of, for example, a lot of the higher end stuff, the iPhone Pro and also the iPad Pro now have little LiDAR sensors in them, right? These are these are little kind of lasers that you can't see, but they help to map a room around you or an object in front of you. And this is really helpful for AR technology. It's something Apple has been quietly just kind of putting into every one of the devices that they can offer. Uh, and so... I'm really curious to see when that's going to become a standard thing on all Apple devices, because I think that's the next step where they're like, OK, we're, we're putting the technology out there. Right. And they're slowly seeding the ground so it'll be ready as possible when they're ready. Well, that, that's a good segue, sort of, to you know going from the highest end phone, the iPhone Pro, to its lowest end phone, the iPhone SE. So obviously it's 
known as it's the budget iPhone. So what, what are we expecting with this year's model? Yeah, the, the big thing is actually 5G. It, it's actually interesting, you know, the the iPhone SE, a lot of analysts and people who watch Apple told me that they expected that thing was going to last maybe three years, right, where it, between releases, because it, it they give it a really good chip when they announce it, and then that chip lasts for quite a while. And of course, Apple makes a ton of money in profit from it because it doesn't cost them that much to make the phone compared to the iPhone Pro Max or whatever. And so it really works out well. But this year, one of the things that's going on is that the carriers really want to push everyone onto 5G, all right? And even though the actual release of 5G has been pretty disappointing or even politically fraught when you think of the airlines and all that drama earlier this year. Um, the reality is that the carriers want to say, we have 5G everywhere, right? There's nothing else but 5G. You never even heard of those other numbers. And so <laughs> when it comes to 3G, they're shutting that off this year, right? And a lot of people are getting kicked off of their old phones. Now, we're talking about people with 10-year-old phones. So there aren't a lot of them. But right. There's an opportunity for Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile not to look like a bunch of, you know, kind of stodgy, uh, you know, <laughs> mean people, Grinches, and instead look like, oh, we have a really cheap 5G phone for you, and it's an iPhone. Wow. So I think that's what this is really about, is that it's offering something for 5G that's going to be pretty cheap comparatively again air quotes yep. right we're talking about a $400 phone here but when you match it up against a $700 phone that does look pretty cheap and that's part of what's going to be going on right and that's the key point i mean $400 is still expensive there are cheaper 5G 5G phones out there but they are powered by android they're the brands are probably not the most well known there are a lot of folks out there i think who have older phones and even older iPhones who are you know, as you as you say, who need to upgrade because those 3G networks are turning off. All the 3G networks are turning off this year, and AT&T's already shut theirs down. Um, and you know, the and the easiest way for someone who's got an older iPhone is to upgrade to a newer iPhone. And yeah, you, you mentioned the $400 price point. I'm curious if you think the price for that changes. Does it go up? Does it go down? Obviously, we've got sort of inflation and supply constraints affecting right. prices everywhere. What do you think? Is it still going to be at that range? I think if Apple raised the price, you would see like so much drama about it because this would be the world's largest or most valuable tech company uh, and already one that's pulling in just, you know, mountains of profit, suddenly raising prices. Everyone would look at that as an indication of how the world economy is going. And it would become the ultimate inflation thing. You'd probably hear about it in the presidential debates in a couple of years. So I, I don't think they're gonna do that. I do think they're going to, they're considering whether or not to find ways to lower it. And this is something that's been going on for a long time. We see this with all sorts of companies trying to figure out, okay, how can we give it to people for a low monthly price, right? And so Apple, for example, nowadays you can actually apply for a credit card with them or even be able to get on a payment plan and you can do it that way so it doesn't feel like that $400 sting. Right. Uh, the other thing also is that they are going to probably offer a lot of trade-in value, right? One of the things that's interesting is, you know, if you think you have like a 10-year-old iPhone, right? It's it's not really worth anything to anyone other than the Smithsonian. <laughs> and so the question is, 
Well, if I've got it sitting here and I don't, you know, I, I, it, my choice is to throw it in the e-waste basket. Could I hand it off to Best Buy or or Target or any one of the carriers and get some money back when I'm buying my iPhone SE? So there's a lot of stuff where Apple can kind of massage these numbers. Uh, one of the kind of rumors out there was like, well, could it go even all the way down to like 199, right? That's what one of the reporters out there uh, speculated. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see if Apple finds ways to lower that number. But I I, I would be shocked, honestly, if it went up. Yeah, it's uh, that would be, you know, I, I think that would be a... A great move for consumers if they were to lower their prices, but given Apple it has a fairly strict discipline when it comes to their profit margins, and I don't think they want anything eroding into that. And you know, if they if they keep it at four hundred dollars, I imagine there'll be folks going, "Oh, that's actually great in the context of everything that's going on." We'll see what happens if they actually raise it. That I think you're right. That would be a, a bigger issue. Um, it definitely would would cause some waves. I just I don't see Apple necessarily lowering prices if they don't have to. Uh, yeah, and and to be to be clear, they have raised iPhone prices in the past, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The, especially yeah. the entry level iPhone, right? Not the SE, but the, the seven hundred dollar iPhone. It has uh, flopped about fifty bucks up and down over the years, yeah. uh, primarily because of uh, various things going on. But what ends up happening is that the carriers will absorb that fifty dollars oftentimes if you buy it through them. So most people still think of it as a seven hundred dollar phone, but sometimes it's seven fifty, sometimes it's six fifty. Right. It all depends on what's going on every year. And you know, the the iPhone SC how would you say the iPhone SE has sold in, in past years? Because I maybe maybe it's just me, but I've always felt it was a bit of an afterthought. Some folks like it. It's a little under the radar. I know Cena has given it a decent review and has called it a great deal, but um how do you sort of see where the iPhone SE kind of fits in this lineup? You know, one of the things I uh, asked a lot of the analysts as I was kind of looking into, you know, what does this mean? Is I said, you know, I don't see many iPhone SEs out there in the world. And look, I, 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 I like to think I have a discriminating eye, right? I can tell an iPhone SE because when you look at it, it has one camera versus the others right. that have two or three, right? So it's pretty, it stands out, right? There are other iPhones that have one camera from years and years ago, but generally speaking, if you see an iPhone SE, you can pretty much count it, figure out that it, it is one. And I don't see a lot of them. Yeah. Now, one thing that someone brought up to me is they said, well, first off, you know, you're hanging out in a part of the country that has a little more money than other parts of the country. And that's fair. OK, fine. The other thing is that businesses oftentimes choose this type of iPhone because they don't want to have to get a super cheap Android. Right. A lot of people will roll yep. their eyes at yep. it. But at the same time, they don't want to buy a thousand dollar iPhone, right? <laughs> Especially when they're buying hundreds of them. So I, I get it, right? There, there's there's a place where this thing lives. Uh, there's also uh, other markets, right? You think of Europe or even places like Africa and Asia. Those places are where the the number that four hundred dollar marker that is even expensive. But in those cases that is actually attainable versus the $1000 that only the super high end crust of uh, the of of those populations can afford. So 
I think that's interesting as well, right? Is that there, there's much more going on here with the iPhone SE than we know. Obviously, Apple never tells us how well the iPhone SE does. They never say how well any of their phones do, except to tell us that all of their phones are incredible and people <laughs> love them. So yeah. it's it's really hard to actually indicate how much. But the fact that they're upgrading it just two years in versus normally three years, I think is a sign either of softening demand because it's not 5G or that they think there's more people out there who want 5G and they're trying to juice it even further. Got it. Well, Ian, thank you for your time and good luck with tomorrow's event. You, ch you can check out all of our coverage, including our live blog at cnet.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>